Are you considering a Fall 2020 vacation in Ireland? Today I am breaking down Ireland's reopening plans and a few things to keep in mind before you book that trip. again for joining me here on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, Planning the Ireland Vacation of Your Dreams, because there is never a bad time to plan your Ireland vacation. My book is available exclusively on Kindle for just $9.99, or you can read it free with Kindle Unlimited. If you don't have Kindle Unlimited and would like to try it, just go into the show notes and you will find a link so you can get one month of Kindle Unlimited for free. So today's podcast is all about Ireland's reopening because restrictions and the fears around COVID-19 are beginning to ease. Vacation deals are popping up. You're seeing flight deals coming into your inbox and you might be wondering if now is a good time to book your fall vacation to Ireland. So We're going to kind of go through a little bit of Ireland's five-stage reopening, some things you might want to keep in mind if you're thinking about a trip to Ireland this fall, and a few tips if you do decide to go. So, starting with Ireland's five stages of reopening. The first stage, they have five phases in this. The first phase started on May 18th, and that was a lifting of the two-kilometer lockdown They extended it to five kilometers and people can start um, meeting other people outside as long as they maintain good social distancing. A few outdoor retailers like garden centers have been allowed to reopen and some outdoor amenities have also uh, become available. Phase two begins on June 8th and this is when people will be allowed to visit (laughs) friends and, and relatives at other houses. Um, Some small retail shops can uh, reopen if social distancing can be observed and public libraries are scheduled to reopen that day. Phase three begins June 29th and this will allow for small social gatherings and people who have low interaction jobs can return to work. Playgrounds are also scheduled to reopen on this day. Phase four on July 20th is when the reopening really begins to um, really benefit tourism. So on July 20th, you're going to see hotels, museums, and attractions begin to reopen fully. Right now, some attractions, if they have a large outdoor component, are open in, you know, in, in nature. Their visitor centers and things like that aren't, but the outside um, the gardens or the walks and things like that have been have been opened for people within their five kilometer radius. But on July 20th, that's when tourism can really begin. Now, at this time, it's still probably going to be mostly in Ireland, and I will tell you why that is the case in just a minute. Now, on August 10th, phase five um, rolls out. This is the last phase. And this is when pubs are going to be expected to reopen. 
Now, pubs are kind of a tricky thing. Social distancing in a pub is going to be very difficult, and that is why it's taking place at the very end of the reopening. So again, the first kind of glimmers of tourism won't be until July 20th, and those will be mainly um, people in Ireland because Ireland currently has a 14-day quarantine period. It is mandatory for anyone coming into Ireland um, by boat or by plane, which is really the only way you can get there. And it's in place through June 18th. At, the, at that date, it's going to be reevaluated. I don't know if it's going to be lifted, if some restrictions are going to lift, saying that maybe people from these countries are okay to come in, but not others. There's really not a lot of, of hint about what's going to happen with that at this time. Now, the Irish Tourism Industry uh, Confederation is calling for this to be relaxed as soon as possible, subject to public health and safety, of course, because Ireland's tourism industry about 75% of the people in Ireland are working in it in some way, shape, or form, and they really need to get back to work. So there, there's a hope that this will relax sooner rather than later and to a broad audience, but until June 18th, no one's really going to know for sure. Now, a little glimmer of hope does come from the fact that other European countries, including Greece and Spain, have recently relaxed their quarantine measures and will be welcoming international visitors um, beginning in mid-June and July 1st. So there is a hope that these restrictions are going to lift sooner rather than later for a broad international market. Something else that has just come up, uh, beginning today actually, is the Public Health Passenger Locator Form. Now this goes with that 14 day quarantine period and what it is is that anyone arriving into Ireland from overseas will be required to fill out this form on arrival. It's to be sure that people are quarantining, it gives the information of where you will be and it makes it possible for you to be contacted if there maybe was a COVID-19 case that can be traced back to the aircraft or the boat you came in on, or it also allows for things to trace back to you. So with the 14-day quarantine period and the public health passenger locator form, um, while those are both in place, international tourism is not really going to go ahead very strongly to Ireland just because most people can't really spend 14 days of their vacation in one place with no contact and no ability to um, sightsee. And then the public health locator form, there, it, it's a little, um, oh, I don't know. There's some controversy over it, obviously, with um, security and privacy laws. So. Both of those kind of make it difficult to visit Ireland at this time. Now, that said, that could change. That could change by June 18th. So um, I'm keeping a watch on it very, very closely. 
So should you plan a fall 2020 vacation to Ireland? That is the big question, isn't it? So assuming you are comfortable traveling in this environment, my advice is to begin planning, but don't make any bookings yet. So start tracking those airfares, start looking at where you might want to stay and the things that you might want to do. Um, but if you do book anything, make sure that everything you book is 100% refundable. Now, flights, Aer Lingus is offering no change fees on flights booked through September 30th, but that is not a refund. So if there's a price difference, you'll obviously have to cover that. And then the rebooking window is, it's usually 12 months. They might make exceptions for this, but you really want to read your rules and regulations if you book any flights at this time with any carrier at all. Um, remember that flights are going to be really different going forward. You're going to have social distancing measures happening. Mask wearing is going to be mandatory on flights. But for an overseas flight, I'm unsure about how well that will work. Um, you know, if you're on a plane for six, seven, eight hours, you're going to need to and want to at least drink water. Um, usually overseas flights have you know, two to three food services on them. And if the flights aren't serving food, it's very likely people will bring their own on the plane and people will be eating and drinking. So the mask seems a little like like theater, to be quite honest. Um, it's, it's not going to do you a lot of good if you're taking it off and putting it on and taking it off and putting it on. But um, just know that masks are mandatory on every flight that I have seen um, for now and going forward. So will I be taking a fall vacation in Ireland? I am going to be brutally honest. I hope so. <laughs> um, my guided tour of Ireland, a Celtic experience, is scheduled for August 29th through September 6th. At this time, it is still a go. Um, I'll be making the final decision on that on June 18th when they let us know if that 14-day quarantine is going to remain or if it will be kind of tapered off. Um, I do still have a couple of seats available on that tour. If you're interested, go into the show notes and take a look. It's a pretty good tour, if I do say so myself. Now. Even if my tour doesn't go forward, I really plan to visit Ireland just as soon as I am able, partially because it's my job to share the up-to-date travel information, and some of that information can only really be shared well by experience. So what is your flight going to be like? How's Dublin Airport going to be? Are there any things that you're going to need to know as you fly in or as you depart? Are you going to need more time? Will it take less time? Um, how is car rental going to change? So those kind of things, your experiences are, they're obviously going to be different. And the only way I can share this up-to-date information with you is to actually go and have that experience. And while I understand that some people disagree with my decision to travel, my job is dependent on it. I will, of course, take all recommended precautions and will do so as safely and responsibly as possible. Um, it's not something that I take lightly. 
for the safety of myself and my family and those around me. So if you do decide to visit in Ireland this fall and flight prices are probably going to be very good and tourism numbers are going to be down so you won't run into the big crowds that that you may have run into in Ireland in the past. I have three places that you might want to consider basing yourself or adding to that itinerary. Now you're going to need a car for all of these places and to get a car rental I highly recommend Irish Car Rentals. It's irishcarrentals.com and you can save an additional 10% when you use the code IFV for Ireland Family Vacations in the promotions box. So let's get off the tourist trail and go to three areas that I really think are terrific to experience Irish history, culture, and have terrific outdoor explorations. The first is County Sligo. I fell in love with County Sligo a couple of years ago and I've been back a few times since and it's such an amazing spot. It's so often overlooked. It's on the Wild Atlantic Way, kind of tucked up there between Mayo and Donegal, but people drive through it and, and often don't stop. So you're going to find ancient history, some really amazing megalithic structures, um, wonderful water activities. Think stand-up paddleboarding, kayaking, and eco-tours, and amazing, amazing food. Um, both Ilaban and Hooked in Sligo Town are phenomenal restaurants, and I, I can't recommend those highly enough. So County Sligo, choice number one. Choice number two is the Ballyhora region. Now this is kind of at the crossroads of Cork, Limerick, and Tipperary. So it's kind of mid-Ireland, mid right? But it's a heartland region. Most people drive through it, usually as they're driving between the Cliffs of Moher and the Ring of Kerry, but few people take time to explore. Now, mountain biking is incredibly popular in the mountains here, but you're going to find stunning gardens and magical historic sites. Absolutely love Loch Gur. It's one of my favorite places in the entire country. And it has really easy access, so it's a great place to just base yourself because you're going to be able to very easily take day trips to spots like the Rock of Cashel and the Cliffs of Moher, the Ring of Kerry. You can pop over to the really cute village of Adair. You can get up into Limerick City. I mean, it's just, it's such a great place if you want to have a central base to visit um, that west, that kind of that southwest coast of Ireland. And then for your third spot, think sunny southeast. So we're looking at Wexford or Waterford. We stayed in Dunmore East last summer, um, last June, and had an amazing stay. I never wanted to leave. Um, from here, you're going to find wonderful beaches and terrific coastal cliff walks. A couple of my favorites are the Dunmore East Cliff Walk and the Ardmore Cliff Walk, absolutely stunning. You'll also have really easy access to ancient sites. Um, I use Neil Jackman's book, Ireland's Ancient East, to find some places that nobody's ever heard of. Amazing, 
um, spots that you're going to be able to visit and there will be no one else around. You're going to be able to ride the Waterford Greenway and maybe do a kayaking trip on one of the Blue Ways. So it's a really terrific spot to enjoy Ireland, enjoy the coast and um, and explore without a lot of a lot of tourists down there. So for more information, I am sharing sharing news as it comes out and as I see it on the Ireland Family Vacations Facebook page. So go ahead and go over to Facebook if you use it and like the page and then click the arrow by following. It's underneath the header image and choose how you would like to be notified about new posts. You can either choose to see the post first in your newsfeed or you can just add a notification. So when I have a new post come up, you are notified and you can read it right away. So thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you checking in. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Android. If you can't leave a review on your podcast app, leave a review at the Ireland Family Vacations Facebook page or take a screenshot on your phone and tag me at Ireland Family Vacations on Instagram with a few kind words. Questions or comments are always welcome. You can email me directly, jody at irelandfamilyvacations.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Slang of all.